Welcome to a Myths and Men podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show, you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. Good day to you, all those out there in podcast land. This is of Myths and Men podcast. I am John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. Thank you again for joining us. We're going to start off with a little segment called I Heard That. And basically, I Heard That is a little montage. It's, I'm getting real radio. I don't even know if montage is the right word, but it just sounded right. <laughs> uh, it's a segment that we're going to use, and it's basically... Something that we read, maybe a movie we watched, or something that kind of just flows into conversation. And there's a line or a quote that we thought was kind of um, amazing, outstanding. Yes, I think it really helps to set the headspace when we start this show. You there know, you go. We're here to speak to men's hearts and to talk about fun things mm-hmm. like movies and music and, and things that really impact us in our daily lives. So, yeah, I think it's a good way to start. Okay, well, the first official, I heard that comes from Black Panther, volume six, number two. And there's a line in here. Black Panther is uh, fighting enemies, trying not to hurt them, trying to minimize the force that he uses on these regular humans. And he has a line. He's thinking about some information and some wisdom that his uncle told him while he's fighting people. He's having his inner dialogue in oh, his head, wow. right? So, you know, that's, that's pretty nice. Pretty cool. Yeah. So he says, power lies... Not in what a king does, but in what his subjects believe he might do. Wow. I'll read that for you again. It says, power lies not in what a king does, but what his subjects believe he might do. So in that, he's just talking about the mystique of, you know, hey, my king may do this. He may do that. I don't really know what he might do. I don't really know what he's capable of. But we'll let myth and lore and legend kind of rule um in this in, in an instance instead of just going in and chopping people's heads off and da 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 and he has this further dialogue with himself with basically saying that when you expose your hand or when you show what it is that you can or will do in, in given situations you come you become predictable and your limits are seen right right and what you will and won't do so somebody can test you if they know that hey you don't shoot unarmed people right but if they believe you might they might fall back a little bit and be like all right we better not push that um if that makes sense at all that makes sense. Okay, I was, I'm looking at you like, hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so in relation to, and I'm going, I'm, I'm not giving you any time to think about this where you have to freestyle, but in relation okay. to men's issues, where do you see that mystique kind of lying, powered lying, not in what you might do, but people thinking or not really knowing what you might do? Is that is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is that something that men should aspire to? Or is it is it healthy, not healthy? What do you think? I think it's important to realize that uh, for men, we do have responsibility mm. over our power, mm. and we need to be able to use our power for good. Okay. And I think it, it's important. Yes, you know, in in a comic situation, <laughs> okay. com- comic book situation, <laughs> oh, Marvel. Man. All right, all right. You know, yeah, I like that. You know, like don't let your enemies know. No, you know, uh, show don't show your hands, so right. to speak. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. But in 
the world that, that we live in, right. it's important for men to have responsibility over their mm. power mm. and use it wisely. Okay. So so that's what I got from the Okay. The Listen, quote we, today. we're from two two sides of the line, yeah, man. Uh I, I was like, Yes, this is perfect. Cause it's it's one thing when you're growing up in the urban context, right? It's like, all right, you don't want people to test you, you don't want people to kinda uh run upon you, as we say, right? Right. So on some extents you have to be able to flex your muscle so that people know like oh john is crazy leave him alone don't bother him but at the same time um you want people to not know like exactly what you're the extent you'll go to to do whatever you got to do you know depending on what the situation is so i i think it's a thing that i have i've had to unlearn in life it's like you know what i don't always have to when somebody says something to me or when somebody crosses me i don't have to immediately flare up so that they know don't test me right so that they know hey i'm not a punk or whatever the case may be and i've learned i'm learning still learning that hey sometimes i can fall back i can chill i can relax even when i feel like i've been wronged or somebody is trying to get over on me because it's not that serious you know and, and growing up you all you know in, in the environment i grew up in you you got to let folks know up t- off top like hey don't do it i'm not the one you know so i i, I agree with you like hey there's a healthy way to kind of use what you have right, right but when right. it becomes a automatic response in order to have people fear you or to not you know test you it could be it could be taxing you know it could be a well a, i think it speaks to the bigger picture of what we're doing um with this podcast we we talk to a lot of men uh we're both therapists in private practice and we see a lot of men and you know a lot of guys come in and and they feel powerless mm. And they feel helpless. Mm. And for men, we don't like that feeling. Right. So sometimes we do the Incredible Hulk act and we have to bulk up because we feel so powerless on the inside. So it's really important for uh, men to understand their power, understand that, you know, they that we don't like helplessness, but there are things that we can learn to do about it. We can find empowerment in, in positive ways as well as accept things we cannot control. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty amazing because the, the, the contrast is having power, being able to exert your power, but then knowing that, hey, there's ways that you can use it to manipulate situations where, like, you know, uh, Black Panther saying in this moment, like, hey, it's you don't want people to know everything that you're capable of, right? Right. But that's at that's so that there's this air of mystery about you so that people will be afraid of you or respect you depending on what the situation is. But then there's also the idea of people, like you're saying, doing things out of feeling out of control or wanting to flex their power or feeling powerless that makes them respond um, in ways that may not be beneficial or, you know, or they may could be negative. Right. Okay. I got you. I got you. Well, listen, that's how we do it. You right. know, we, we dove in deep a little bit to start things off, but that's I heard that. And that's how we're going to roll for these these next two episodes, next two episodes. That's how we're going to roll for the foreseeable future until you tell me what I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, I like that. Oh, OK, you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. No. Here we go. So for today's episode, episode two. We're jumping into the hero's journey. Uh, more than likely, this would be a three part series unless we extend it out any more than that. But we really want to give you all a good idea of what it looks like for men to go on a journey, the hero's journey, which can, you know, start and restart and stop and go back. And there's just a lot 
lot to it. Um, so what we'll do, Dr. David, a.k.a. Daniel, when I can feel comfortable enough to say that. Okay. Uh, why don't you give us a little bit about the, the hero's journey, what it's all about? Well, the hero's journey is something that we find in a lot of movies, mm-hmm. a lot of stories. I think it's something that um, maybe most guys know about it, but I'm just going to kind of give a little background on Joseph Campbell, who was an American philosopher, writer, mythologist. Uh, he was also a friend of George Lucas, uh, who did the Star Wars series. Um, uh, Joseph went around and studied world cultures, mm-hmm. ancient stories, religions, and, and really found a theme that ran through all of them. Mm-hmm. And it was something what we kind of relate to today as, you know, the hero going out and facing the unknown Mm. and dealing with life and all the challenges there and then coming back and, you know, feeling accomplished and having done some some great deed. Okay. so the hero's journey, I I like using it for men, especially in therapy. Um, You know, therapy can 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 be cool. and so I, I talk to guys about the hero's journey. There is a, there's a natural uh, three parts to it, and mm-hmm. then there's more, a little bit more in depth to it. So you know, the first part is separation, mm-hmm. where we leave home. Okay. And okay. the whole process is really about initiation. Um, going from psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, going from uh, boy, boyhood to manhood, uh, you know, you and I have talked about this many times, especially with working with men. Not every boy grows up to be a man. Uh, we understand that men um, don't always have maturity within them. And so this process of the hero's journey is really about leaving home metaphorically or mm-hmm. or actually leaving okay. home, mm-hmm. you know, and going out into the world and finding ourselves living living authentically with ourselves. So it, it's so important for mental health, emotional health, the you know, the health of our lives mm. to really uh, understand the hero's journey and then, you know, take part in it, you know, the whole initiation process. So I like using this with men. I think it's been very helpful for guys to actually sit around and talk about this and, and maybe what stage mm. they're in. Okay. Especially young men when, you know, they're struggling to leave home and older men, when they're they've come around full circle, and they're also now you know wanting a change in their lives, and they you know they're hearing some different call to adventure. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is something that I, I think is really valuable. Okay, now it's 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 definitely a eye opening. I guess what's the word I want to use? Just this way of approaching. Um, journey that that men go on right right? um this isn't something that's taught in school this isn't something that it's brought to our attention but like you said through uh campbell's uh studying he's he's found this common thread either in movies mythologies religions different things um that there is this thing that takes place in a man's life and he he did an amazing job of kind of capsulating um i guess that that journey right what that looks like and it's funny because like you said it's it's what men do, you know, and what should be done, whether it gets done or not is a whole different thing. Um, but it's kind of just part of, um, what should take place. And again, like I said before, uh, on a previous episode, this is, it's, it's also great because it transcends culture. It transcends, uh, nationality, it transcends socioeconomic status. Although, you know, certain 
issues may arise when you don't have the funds, I guess, per se, to take on certain journeys. Um, but it's it's just one of those things that's common to man. And it doesn't have to be uh, regulated to, uh, you know, just a particular like you in this particular context. This applies, you know, this applies to men. Right. Period. Right. That. Right. Yeah. It's it's really a psychological and maybe some some guys who, who may have a more spiritual side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's a a change. It's a way of getting in touch with themselves and really finding out who they really are on the inside. So, it, you know, when we initially uh, think about the hero's journey, it's really about when let's say we want to leave home. Mm-hmm. We have to face all the elements out there. Right. So physically, we're we're changing our location. Mm-hmm. We might be meeting new people, different sorts of people. We have to deal with different sorts of situations, and those situations take us out of our comfort zone. Right. Okay. And so while we're on that journey, externally, internally, we're having this same parallel journey in finding out how we deal with all these things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we deal with it and sometimes we don't. Mm. And fortunately, there's a whole process in this hero's journey that will help men to actually be initiated from that boyhood or that immaturity into um, manhood and um, maturity as a man. So uh, it's a it's a parallel journey that a lot of men go on. Okay. well, listen. You mentioned something I think that was very integral um, to the the process, right? The beginning stages. So you mentioned separation, leaving family, leaving the familiar, leaving the neighborhood, leaving to explore, leaving to discover, leaving to experience, leaving, 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 right? right. Um, and I think that is very challenging sometimes for men because there's a lot of weight that comes with leaving, whether it's leaving family, whether it's going off to college, whether it's leaving the Shire, like whatever right. that looks like, right. um, that first step is so important um, and so integral to the process, but it's something that has to be done even though it may hurt or seem to be difficult or seem to be a challenge. So with that being the case, that leads into the first stage of the hero's journey, right? Um, which is the ordinary world, kind of navigating that and deciding what you're going to do. So give me some some background on what the, the that stage looks like. Well, basically, the ordinary world is your familiar world. Okay. You know, it may be your neighborhood. Mm. It may be your town or city. It may be uh, your family. Anything around you that you're used to. And, you know, we have a lot of good examples through the films that we're going to look at mm-hmm. and, and talk about. For example, in Harry Potter... It was the world of the muggles. Mm, okay. You know? Yep. Uh, people without magic. Wow. Right? Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that was pretty ordinary. Right. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't get any more ordinary than that. <laughs> right. Right, right. They're, they're kind of dull. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, uh, he had um, an aunt and uncle that kind of highlighted the fact that mm-hmm. they were pretty dull. Right, right, right. So, right. Without, without magic. Right. Okay. <laughs> muggles, as right. they call it. Uh-huh. And then you had Frodo. And mm-hmm. uh, living in the Shire, mm-hmm. yeah, and nothing ever seemed to change. Right, people were happy just being there by themselves, just being safe. Right, right. They didn't know the world around them was in such chaos and right. da- danger and peril. Wow, that is you a know? big point. Yeah, but they were just there, like on an island of of bliss, um, <laughs> not knowing <laughs> not that there knowing. was a tsunami coming. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> okay, you know. So, um, and then you know, we had Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. on. 
Tatooine. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it, right? Oh, I had it, man. <laughs> okay. Was, all right. I'm sorry. I messed that up. <laughs> Tatooine? Tatooine, no, right? Yeah, yes. Tatooine. Yes. We, yeah. we actually practiced that one. Right, okay. right. And then you had uh, Spider-Man, you know, Peter Peter Parker coming mm-hmm. from Forest Hills, Queens. Right. Uh, not far from where I used to live. Yeah. And then the Black Pan- Panther comes from... Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. So, I like that. Yeah, it comes from Wakanda, and it's just kind of like... But w- it's funny, though. Wakanda always has something going on, you know? Well, we won't dive into Black Panther yet. Okay. We'll say that for another day. But yes, it's... I like what you mentioned just in terms of, like, the Shire, right? Right. And everybody in that particular place, all, all the... They're just having a good time. They're just living their lives, you know? They're just eating, drinking, and being merry, not knowing what's what's going on. So it seems like, as I'm segueing into, like, the, the next phase right there's something that kind of happens either somebody approaches you and says hey there's something going on um there's something that you kind of feel in your spirit or you kind of recognize like why this is there's there has to be more to life than this is that kind of what happens in that that ordinary world scenario right you know i think a lot of people will listen to this and think well i have it pretty good why would i want to leave right (laughs) right yes yes and that's that's true the the shire was a great example of the blissful life Mm -hmm. and happiness and everyone getting along and um but there was something deeper in even in frodo's life Mm -hmm. and um it it was important for it's important for men especially young men and you know i i think this is men for of all ages Mm -hmm. but especially young men to really find themselves Mm -hmm to really discover who they are, what they're made of. Mm. And what I notice is that over time, the familiar becomes so dull and so boring and and really doesn't pull out the best of them mm. and, and the best of men. So comfort can lead to you being a shell of who you should be or could be. Right. You don't Absolutely. reach your potential Absolutely. because of the comfort. Mm. I mean, I get guys in my office and, you know, They'll, they'll come around 39 years old and mm. 40, and it seems to be this magical time of uh, suddenly they're, like, scratching their head and going, you know, what just happened to my life? <laughs> right, and, yeah. You yeah. know, and look, look, they got the house, they got the car, they got the, the wife and the children, or they got everything that uh, that they would want. Mm-hmm. But they have this deep longing inside and say, you know, um, they start to question themselves, you know, what, what, what just happened to me? Mm. And I call it waking up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I also have um, a group of, uh, 20 somethings. Um, they meet every, every Wednesday here. And, you know, we also talk about waking up or being awake. Mm. Okay. And, and, and when we have this, uh, need inside of us to live our full purpose and potential, mm. uh, if we don't wake up, we get lulled into this sort of trance type um, sleep. You know, I go to work every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I noticed it today when I was driving over here. I was thinking about something, and then I realized how far I'd gotten, and I thought, <laughs> you know, wow. <laughs> was not know, paying attention. That was just autopilot, <laughs> right? And, uh, for, yep. you know, I'm a good driver, I guess, uh-huh. but uh, it was just autopilot. Yeah. And that's something like, what we what happens to us when we stay in the shire too long mm-hmm. you know we stay what around what's familiar we don't notice life yeah you know we yeah. don't really uh pay attention we don't uh enjoy or uh change in any way we just continue to stay the same yeah. year after year yeah and life happens 
if you let it, it'll happen to you, right? Or it'll happen to others. Um, and while you just sit back and kind of see everybody else kind of flourishing. And it's funny too, because the, you know, the younger guys that I've kind of, um, done therapy with too, it's, it's, it's a universal thing, um, in terms of that living in the ordinary world and then having the tension of, do I go or do I stay? Um, again, before I get ahead of myself in, into the next phase, but just seeing people wrestle with the idea of like, all right, I have ideas, I have goals, I have dreams, but everything I know, everyone I know, all my quote unquote connections or who I have access to, um, is here, right? In my local town, right, in my right. city. Um, and if I leave this, what will I have in the next city? What will await me? What, you know, what, what advantages or benefits will you know, befall me or what pitfalls will I fall into if I leave the place. Um, and it's, it's very interesting to see people that have all these desires and these drives and these dreams, but whatever's in the shire that, that makes it comfortable or makes it worth living in, they don't, they fail to kind of push off and to kind of shove off and kind of go, um, based on what what would you think? It's fear. It's, it's just being right. Fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. You know, they get, Mm -hmm. um, I think it was Pippin who said, you know, this is the, uh, the farthest I've been, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that actually was uh, Sam. Oh, listen, it's okay, man. I, I feel like <laughs> you failed all the uh, Lord heads. What do they call them? I don't know what the Lord of the Rings. I know what Trekkies and all of that, but right, are I they... guess the I don't know. Okay, the ring all right. bearers. There I... you go. The ring bearers are sad okay. right now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it okay. was Sam. He uh-huh. said this is the farthest he's been. Okay, and um, it, it, it is because it, often we get afraid of the unknown. Like mm-hmm. what, what is my life going to be like if I, mm-hmm. if I move somewhere else or okay. if I go somewhere else. But what's worse is, is that I see a lot of young guys very restless. Mm. Like I think that's where they get caught up in things that cause them a lot of grief and trouble in life. Mm. You know, we see a lot of guys that use substances and abuse substances or they just begin to implode. Like, get isolated, stay in the basement, mm-hmm. you know, stay with just watching video games right. or playing video games. Yeah. And um, they have this restlessness about them and they're not satisfied. And then mm-hmm. they have conflict with their parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mom and dad's trying to push them out and say, you know, you need to get out, get out into the world and they don't want to go. Right. You know, there's fear there, mm-hmm. fear of the unknown. Okay. okay. So I think it's really important to understand that. Okay. So with the fear of the unknown being the issue, how does, what does... Where does the call to adventure come into place? Well, it's a natural process. Mm-hmm. I don't think that um, guys recognize it right away. Okay. They have that restlessness. But then they start to think, there must be more out there for me. Mm. Okay. And, you know, what's my life all about? And so I have a lot of young men who come here and ask me about the meaning of life and the purpose of life. So... I think it's important to uh, help them to recognize what the call really sounds like. It really seems like a, a tug at, at the heart. Mm, okay. It's it's when a young man thinks about himself in the big picture of life. And really, that's what the hero's journey is about. It's, it's to experience life. Uh, Joseph Campbell really talked about it this way. He said, you know, uh, and I'm quoting him here, that he he believed that people weren't looking for the meaning of life as much as the experience of life. 
So when I look at young guys and they're skateboarders and they're flying through the air, mm -hmm. you know, um, they're having those experiences. Right. Okay. Okay. But there are there are these childhood experiences that keep us in that mm -hmm. childhood mode. Okay. Basically in the Shire. And then there are these experiences that cause us to expand and stretch our limitations so that we learn how to have more confidence in the big picture, in in the bigger picture of life and out in the world where we have to learn how to get along with people, um, learn how to navigate careers, learn how to navigate relationships. So it all begins with this little tug at the heart says, okay, you got to do more. Hmm. And I do feel that a lot of young guys especially have that fear. So we have this whole thing that in popular media called the failure to launch, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And I think parents get worried about that. And I do speak to a lot of parents about it um, and, and try to coach parents on how to encourage uh, their young, their sons to get out into the world. And, um, and I think it's a, once parents understand that they need to do that mm -hmm. and there are ways that they can encourage their sons to experience the world in different ways. I think that, you know, both sons, sons and parents are usually, you know, getting along much better. Mm, okay. So you said the tug is, it's the, the tug is what happens. So it's not necessarily like you just wake up one morning and poof, you feel empty or you feel like something has happened. It's kind of like a, I don't know if it's a, like a, cycle that you can kind of feel yourself going through or what it kind of looks like so I'm, i guess my goal is to not have guys think like one day you'll just wake up and it is a light bulb will go off or is it like that is it is it uh, like a nagging sensation does it look different for different people how does that work well i, I think it it's different for different people okay. i often hear you know when when we start getting to asking the question of you know what's my life all about okay mm -hmm. and where am I going mm -hmm. with my life and what's my purpose mm -hmm. and what can I do mm -hmm. with my life? Okay. So it starts with a inner questioning Okay. and something, it may feel like something's missing. Mm -hmm. Like I feel empty inside. Okay. Okay. So what is the, if, and I would say what if, but it sounds like also like we're going back to the comfort idea that comfort can block that. Right. It can right. kind of be a situation where what if a guy is because life is so good or his parents have enough money or he has enough money, um, maybe because of his parents or whatever. I mean, he may have done something to amass some sort of money at an early age. Um, can that be blocked, though? Can that idea like the seed that's that has the potential and it wants to grow um, or the tug happen? Uh, but like, hey, wow, if I feel some kind of tug. Or maybe I won't because my life is so good. There is no sense. There is no call. There is. It's just I'm gonna just keep doing this, right? Do you, do you, are there things that can block that? Like if a guy's listening and he's like, "Well, I've I've never felt that. I don't know what that looks like. I feel good. My life is pretty good." How do you supersede that, or how do you go around that, or how do you, you know, even begin that conversation within yourself? I sort of uh, use the example of being asleep. Okay. All right. You know, we're comfortable in our bed. Okay we're uh asleep mm -hmm. and but imagine if we didn't live life that we just slept all day okay okay and i mean that may speak to somebody listening to this uh, podcast right now mm -hmm. um because i do speak to a lot of guys who 
may even be depressed. Ah, uh, wow. You know? Yeah. Or they, f- they have anxiety. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that comes from not facing themselves and then not uh, answering this call. Mm-hmm. So mm. it's, a, mm. it's, it's important to understand that comfort is good. We all want to be comfortable. Mm. Uh, it's, it's important to have family and support around us that you know, really understands us. But after a while, even our family members want us to kind of move on and uh, have a life and go out in the world and experience different things because that's what hmm. brings quality of life. Okay. Okay. So then it's a matter of awakening that if you've been lulled to sleep, if you're right. asleep. And so that might be being around other guys. Uh, to kind of encourage you to have some kind of accountability, right. somebody that'll push you um, um, in the direction of heeding the call right. um, of, of beginning that adventure. Right. Um, and I, I think that's important. And I, and I mentioned that because of that fact. It's like, you know, if, if somebody's comfortable, like, man, life is good. Yeah, just because life is good doesn't mean you've you've done what you need to do or you've started that journey or you've been where you need to go. Right. You know? um, all right. So there's a quote, um, Joseph Campbell. I don't think you said this. Um, I don't believe that people are looking for the meaning of life as much as they are looking for the experience of being alive. Right. And I think that is wonderful. That's brilliant. That is that is something that I don't think people know that's going on. Right. And they have to be awakened to this thing or something has to go off inside of them. Absolutely. Uh, When we look at movies and and film, we think about Luke Skywalker. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. He had to get off that little planet. Yeah. 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 In some uh, abstract place in space mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and go out and experience, you know, uh, learning about himself, right. learning about what's out there, yeah. uh, facing the dangers, mm-hmm. facing the challenges. And it's so important that, that, uh, young men actually do that. Yeah. You know, there is a, there's a time when if we don't answer the call, it can create, like we were, we were talking about mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, mm-hmm and a loss of identity, a loss of self. So it's really important that we do that. Okay. And I, um, it's it's funny, like in thinking through my own life um, and kind of my call to adventure, right. for me it kind of happened in two stages. It's probably it'll probably another one will happen. There's a bunch of them, but I, I remember right. the first time I kind of felt a tug was just kind of in high school, um, approaching graduation, kind of, stepping outside of myself and seeing that the world really had issues and there were things that were going on that were more important than me just hanging out and chasing girls and, you know, just coming in late and sneaking in and trying to figure out how to outsmart my mom, come home late and turn the, turn turn back the clock or, you know what I mean, or do certain things that she would know that I was out later than you I was. You were a handful, weren't you? You know, there, I, I had some tricks up my sleeve, man. And then she started locking the door and I, I was like, oh, I have to knock now. Oh, no. Because there's a, a extra lock on the door that I didn't know about. Uh, but... You know, it was it was just really thinking through like, all right, here comes college. Here comes next steps. What do I want to do? What do I want to major in? You know, what? Because at that time I was under the impression that whatever I did in college was going to set the, you know, the, the tone for my life. You know, hindsight. And I wish I had known something different. But that was what I was told. Like, this is where things begin. So it wasn't that was it, I won't say it was an artificial call, but it was more so a push. Mm-hmm. That life had given me a, a crossroads where I had to determine what I was going to do. Um, trade school wasn't something that was on the table just because I, I don't think my mom really like, hey, be a repairman, do this, do that. Something that was, you know, 
didn't require going to a four year, right? And, right? and potentially amassing debt. But there are some trades that I think I would have been good at that I, you know, would have done well. Um, but that wasn't the option. So fast forward, I get to college. Um, again, the first two years, I'm just living my life doing me. Then I'm faced with the reality of living in Oakland and seeing what's kind of going on around me, hearing the news, watching the news, having friends that actually lived in the city and weren't in college with me and were going through things. And I realized like, man, there is a, a, there are people that are outside of my circle that are suffering. Mm -hmm. And I have the ability to do something about that. Right. Didn't know what it was. Didn't, you know, understand. But for me, my call to adventure was more so trying to not necessarily, it might've been fix society which right. was a very juvenile approach, but it was more so how can I heal these wounds that people have? How can I be effective and what it is, what is it that I can do? What can I do to kind of do something about society? And it kind of led me towards journalism. And that was my first initial approach to answering the call. It was like, you know what? I can use my voice. I can use my platform. I can do research. I can call people. I can talk to people. I can write senators. I can do whatever I need right, to do right. and put this all together and give it to people in a, a journalistic manner um, so that it can create change. Um, and that kind of, for me, uh, started at my call. I, I like that. Mm. I think it speaks to a lot of young men who think about that. They mm -hmm. think about the bigger picture mm -hmm. and where they belong in the world. And then they see, you know, all the, all of the problems mm -hmm. out there in the world. And, you know, I've always believed that we can be a part of change. Mm -hmm. We can create change. Uh, but we have to, we have to have change first within our own lives. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, as you're telling your story, I'm already hearing, you know, how you, you were changing, but you were also facing the big picture of the world out there and the problems and, and thinking about uh, being a journalist, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that really resonates with me because, it, you know, the call isn't just a selfish experience. It's not just self. It's really about breaking out of self. Mm -hmm. And by doing by going out into the world and experiencing different things and learning how to become a man, um, you know, the, you know, boys and boyhood, I think, like we say, and we talk about boys uh, growing up but not necessarily becoming men. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's where you see the selfishness, the greed, you know, the 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 attitude that mm. you know I'm going to get it all for myself, mm -hmm. and 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 they only think about certain things like money or fame. Um, it's and it's all self self centered. Um, that that can be a disaster later on for a lot of. Uh, men and you know we're we're, we're thinking about uh, artists today like Prince who died of uh, drug overdose. Mm -hmm. You know um, he did some great wonderful things yeah. out there and that, but you know ultimately, you know he went on a journey that he didn't come back from. Right, right, right. You right, know, right. and I see too many young mm -hmm. guys thinking that well I'll I'll I can get into drugs or I can get into mm -hmm. you know gangs and things like that. So. Um, to really have a call, I think it's important to think about how I can contribute to my community, how I can contribute to the bigger picture of the world mm -hmm. around me mm -hmm. and be a part of it. Okay. And that's beautiful uh, because well, you said it directly towards the end, but as I was writing as you were talking, but it's just like answering the call leads to seeing the bigger picture. It allows for the bigger picture to be seen. It allows for your right. mind to expand. Right. It allows for you to kind of, have that seed get planted to where you're like, oh, there's got to be something else. And right. like you said, it, it can be the, maybe not the cure, but it can be the answer to 
being greedy, being selfish, not being concerned about others, right. uh, being concerned about the world. Because I think that's what a good citizen should should be. That's what a good citizen should be concerned. That's probably about the definition of, of being a mature man. Mm, you know, yeah, yeah. being concerned about not only ourselves. Of mm-hmm. course, we have to take care of ourselves, right, right. but we also need to contribute to the to the rest of the world. Okay, so um, you kind of talked about. Um, you know, the kind of direction people can take with the drugs and alcohol and different things. Um, I want to kind of lump two ideas together. Like, does everyone get the call? Um, does everybody experience the call? And then what kind of happens if you heed to the call, but you kind of go in the wrong direction? Like, what is that? How do those two things mesh together? You know, I think Joseph Campbell and maybe Carl Jung, um, who is a, uh, uh, the founder of Depth Psychology, they, I think they hit it on the the nail on the head when they really talked about this is an inner need that we have. Uh, The danger here is if we don't listen to this inner need, if we uh, don't answer the call per se, then, you know, we're going to lose ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think that everyone on some level has a call Mm. in their lives and they may have many different Mm -hmm. calls in Mm -hmm. their lives. Um, you know, the whole cycle, when we come back to, you know, through all of this, uh, the different stages, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about those through this program, but uh, when we come back, you know, we may get another call to go out again and do something different. You mm-hmm. know, just like you and I, when we um, were sitting down and thinking about, you know, how to reach men and how to speak to men's hearts and, and help them find purpose and meaning in life, we we started this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that was kind yeah. of a call, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I was like excited, and I was <laughs> like, okay, we got to get preparation yeah. and things like that. So, yes, I I think that everyone um, gets the call at some point in their mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that everyone answers the call. Okay, and and the, and that may be a, an underlying reason why they don't feel good about themselves mm-hmm. or right. have depression or anxiety or something. Yeah. That, you know, difficulty in life just you know, feeling like they have purpose or anything like mm-hmm. that. So they're not answering it. Or, um, you know, I've worked with guys in New York City for 20 years. I work with gang members mm-hmm. particularly, and they they seem to answer the call uh, because they wanted to go out and be tough and be a man and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But they got on the wrong track, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they got involved with the wrong people. And we're going to talk about mentors later on mm-hmm. um, and, and the role of a mentor. But I saw these guys get so-called mentored by gang leaders that, you know, ended their lives Mm -hmm. in in horrible ways um, or, you know, destroyed them and and caused them to go to prison and ended Mm -hmm. up in prison. So uh, we can go and we can feel this call, but we can go in some pretty uh, distorted ways Mm -hmm. and and take some pretty bad paths. So we really need to figure out before we go out into the world what what we really need to do for our lives mm-hmm. and, and, and not get caught up in that. That's interesting too. Cause it ties into our previous podcast talking about fathers and father wounds being, not having someone to guide you, whether it's literally your father or some male figure into these, this answering the call and being able to, you know, maybe put some blinders, not maybe blinders, but maybe barriers in place or kind of give you some boundaries right. to say, Hey, that's maybe a good idea. That's maybe not a good idea, but it sounds like accountability is necessary in this stage where you have to, you know, it's 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 cool. It's good to feel the call and feel the tug and want to answer it. But if you're not doing things that are beneficial, that are right, that are good, um, 
because you're just, oh, this this sounds like the right call. Or you have people influencing you, like the gang leaders that right. mean you no good, that mean you harm, you know, right. even though they may package it as good, um, that can definitely alter your life or end your life, you know, cut right, it short. Right, absolutely. Yeah. I think that, you know, when we talk about the role of the mentor later on, you know, we're going to uh, talk about uh, direction and what that means. And, you know, I always liken it to, if you're flying in an airplane and 747, you want it to land on the runway. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You don't want to land it in a field somewhere. Right. right. Yes. Yes. So, you know, that's why we need guidance and direction mm-hmm. from others. And, and, and that's where the role of the mentor comes in, in the whole process of the hero's journey. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't, I, I got excited, but I don't want to get too far ahead. Cause that is the next, one of the next sections, but getting the mentor, okay. but that's important. Right. Right. That was my fault. I brought that up. You okay. know what I mean? But well, yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, um, in, in preparation, um, and kind of moving forward in the journey, what is there a step or is there something that you would suggest in terms of like, how do you answer? Like, what 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 do you do? What what has to be done? Well, if you imagine going out backpacking, mm. let's say you're going to go out to Yellowstone Park, um, you want to make sure you fill your backpack with enough stuff, right? So I think it's important for young men to once they once they start feeling the call to explore um, ways to prepare. Mm-hmm. Uh, preparation is really important. It may be college. It may be learning a skill. It may be traveling and, and, and finding a different place to, to live and to experience life. But there, there has to be some preparation, you know. So I, I do, I see a lot of men saying, well, I don't need this or I don't need that. You know, I can do it on my own. And real, in reality, if we don't go out prepared, you know, if you're out in Yellowstone Park and you don't have your bear mace, I think mm-hmm. it is what it's called. Or, <laughs> right. Or a horn or yeah, something. Something, yeah. right. You're going to get eaten mm-hmm. by a grizzly, you know. Right. And so um, it's important for men to mm-hmm. get prepared. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. there are many ways to do it. Like I said, either they can go to college. You know, I, I, I still think an education is the most important thing, mm-hmm. the most important vet investment that anyone can make um, or a trade or some skill. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 important to get prepared. Okay. So it's not play video games and cosplay with the intentions of leaving le- leading a mystery life that will right. help you start right. the adventure yeah it's cool that it's cool to be on an adventure in cosplay but that's not the actual call to adventure right okay Absolutely. okay all right yeah i all mean right. it may feel like it <laughs> but we don't live in a hologram okay right right you have to actually go out and do things okay okay i'm okay. just, just trying to make it clear it might be somebody out there like oh well i answer the call every every con i go to right every every convention i'm at i'm answering the call right okay <laughs> dressing up is not the same as answering a star the trek game. convention is right. not the way to go okay okay i mean right. don't get me wrong i yeah. love star trek conventions okay but that's not answering the call. <laughs> answering the call all right cool um so two things i wanted to discuss briefly is the different ways we can um which way we're called, different ways we're called to go on a journey, what that looks like for you. And then kind of what happens when guys don't actually answer the call, like what does that do to them, for them? Um, how, what, what does that create within them? So in terms of different ways we're called, I, I think we kind of talked about going to college and doing these different things, but is, is there a difference between doing that and then kind of like the ways in which the call happens? Well, again, it, it's always a tug at the heart. Okay. It's always, uh, 
and it, you know, I mean, it's not necessarily your parents prodding you. Gotcha. Okay. Or your loved ones telling you you need to leave home. Okay. Um, that isn't really the call. Mm. It's it has to come from within. Okay. Because it's a whole process of initiation into manhood. Mm. It it has to start within within our hearts, okay. and if we don't answer it, we don't recognize it. You know, I think the problem is that many men don't recognize it. Mm, okay. They feel pressure to do what the wor- world wants them to do, to conform. Mm. And so they may deaden that call. They, you know, just because someone goes to college doesn't mean that they're answering the call. Right. They right, may right. be just answering that the fact that their parents are— <laughs> Their parents' call. <laughs> yeah, have said, you need to go to college. Right, That's right, it. Right. So— it may not happen then. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. there is a danger of of just conforming to the point where uh, that call gets extinguished mm, okay. or deadened. Okay. And I think that happens a lot for a young man. So the hero's journey is not take is not your parents vicariously living through you or suggesting right. that you go to college or do something that is a good thing to do, you right. know, or or a right thing to do. Um, it's deeper than that. Right. Um, so the, I think from what I'm hearing is let's not be fooled, guys, into thinking that you've gone on, you've started the hero's journey or you've answered the call because you're doing something that is expected of you, required of you or someone thinks it's a good idea. Right. Absolutely. OK. It's so important to recognize that you might be in the middle of college and because your parents sent you there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden you think, well, I really don't want to do this thing. Mm-hmm. I want to do something else that's really. Uh, meaningful and purposeful and it and you know i can really enjoy doing it you know uh joseph campbell always said follow your bliss follow your bliss you know and i thought that was you know that really touched me when in my life and at a younger age of following my bliss and i've always followed my bliss because Mm -hmm. because i think it's important to live out as an authentic person Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so i think that following our heart following our bliss may happen in the middle of college and mm. we think, well, you know, I've started already yeah. and it's okay to take a different direction. Uh-huh. You know, you may have to talk to your parents about right, it. Right, right, and, right, right. And, and it may be just shifting majors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, or finishing college and, and, and going on and doing something else. Mm. But, you know, I think it's just important for young men to listen to their hearts mm. and, you know, look at the big picture of life. Okay. So we'll stop there for today. We're going to end off on following your bliss, yes. right? I think that it's important, like you said in the, in the last little bit that you spoke to, in terms of, hey, you could already be in the midst of something you've started. You could be in college. You could be in this trade school. You could be, uh, you know, just doing whatever that requires you to be doing something that's time sensitive or that may take a while. Um, there's preparation that can take place. You can hear the tug. You can, you can feel the tug. Um, but it doesn't mean stop what you're doing. Right. Or it could absolutely mean stop what you're doing. Right. Right. But you have to think through what that means. Right. Right. If it means stop immediately, talk to somebody, get some, you know, have somebody hold you accountable, get some good wisdom, get some good advice. Right. Because, you know, there may be implications or further complications or consequences to you answering the call. And that's that's part of it, too. Uh, but we want to be wise in that. We want to follow our bliss, but we don't just want to. Oh, this this week's bliss, last week's bliss, this month. You know right. what I mean? It's wanna... not impulse, you know, being impulsive. Mm-hmm. And definitely in our next show, when we talk about the mentor, you know, 
finding wisdom out, mm. out there and asking people and, and talking to people is really important. Yep, yep. Well, this is episode two. Um, this is of Missing Men Podcast. We are dissecting the hero's journey. Uh, we've had a quite a journey today. Yes, we have. Uh, we've talked about Mr. Frodo. We've talked about Sam. We talked about the Shire. We've talked about Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, we, we've done a lot today. Yes, I and think it was a good day. It was a, a definitely a good day. Where's the Ice Cube music when you might not be familiar with that song? Well, play it. Okay, maybe we might have to do that. We might have to do it. Today was a good day. Uh, well, thank you all for listening to two of Myths and Men podcast. Stay tuned for more. Thank you for listening to a Myths and Men podcast. If you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770-674-0553. You can also reach us via email at contact at ofmythsandmen.com. That's contact at ofmythsandmen.com. Our web address is of ofmythsandmen.com, and again, that's spelled O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Thank you for listening.